The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, Whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. You guys sounded good this morning. That was really, really nice. Thank you. Oh, I am too. That's why I'm standing over here. I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you. My mom used to have several different, and my dad, but they both used to have several different ways of saying my name. I want to know if you guys are kind of the same, okay? Sometimes they would kind of sing my name. Ben, Ben, it's time for dinner. Do you guys ever get your name sung kind of like that? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the experience of that? Do you like hearing it? No? Okay. So it's just a way of calling you, right? Everything's okay. Sometimes, on the rarest of occasions, I do something uh, really good. Like uh, if my mom had lost her sunglasses or something. Uh, I would find them, and then I'd say, oh, here they are, Mom. And she's like, Ben, that's great. Have you ever heard your name like that? All right. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, so sometimes they have fun with your name, right? Yeah. Anybody have a nickname? Yeah. Yeah. Very good, very good. Here's another way of having your name said. Sometimes when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, my name would get longer. Ben William Siebert. <laughs> Have you ever heard your name like that? Oh. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the common one. That's the common one. 
Now, over the course of time, did your name change at all? It's still the same name, right? They just say it in different ways. Whenever your parents say something, even before they actually say it, you know what they mean, right? If they say, Ben, you know it's going to be okay. If they say, Ben, that was great. You know what they're going to say. If they say, Ben William Siebert, you know what they're going to say. <laughs> I want to ask you, how does God say your name? How does God say your name? Yeah. Just plain old Anthony. Yep. God sometimes says it in just a plain old way. Sometimes God will look at us and say, Anthony. And to let us know that things are okay. Just to remind us that God is still here and God still loves us. And we hear that and sometimes we don't even think about it. And that's normal, if not okay. Sometimes God says, wow. I love you so much. Finn, that's fantastic. And that makes us feel good. We hear that at the table, and we hear that at the font, and we hear that every week when we're here in church, that God loves us. And sometimes, sometimes, God says, Ben William Siebert, I know I made you so you can do better. Because God knows when we mess up, doesn't God? But God also knows that God loves us even when we do mess up and helps us to do better. God is like a parent in that way. A lot of times we have three names for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That Father part, that parent part, is sometimes like that. So I want you to hear your name today in this way. Lorenzo, you are loved. Michael, you are loved. Each one of you. Today, in the most simple of ways, you are loved. Are you loved? Did you hear your name? Yeah. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for parents that call our name in a variety of ways. We give you thanks that when you say our name, we know that we are loved. Thank you for naming us. Thank you for being our God. And thank you for loving us throughout our whole lives. As we struggle and as we mess up, because that times happens every once in a while, we ask that you help us to know that we're loved and help us to get better. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for helping me out. Okay, I'm going to give this to my dad. Okay. My dad's here. I know. Okay. In the name of Jesus, amen. About four questions today. Four questions.
that have to do with the text, that have to do with how we experience the text as we read it and as we live it in our everyday lives. Question number one. None of these are very rhetorical today, so shout it out. Question number one. In Genesis, when God creates all, how does God do that? Someone was here for the first service. <laughs> Say it louder, Andy. Oh, and, and since you cheated, it's Andy's birthday. Be sure to play <laughs> everything else. There you go. That's what you get. No, happy birthday. When God creates the heaven and the earth and everything in between, what God does is speak. God doesn't take a cosmic toolbox and hammer out and punch out and cut out and sand out and shine out the world as we see it today. Rather, God speaks and the world is formed. Let there be light. And there is light. What God says happens. What God says happens. Question number two. That wasn't the question. Question number two. When God wants to give us God's body and blood in communion, what does God do? Send his son? Yes? What else? When God is at the table that night on which he was betrayed, does God stand there with a nice whittling knife and take a chunk out of his hand and hand it to us and let his blood and give it to us? No. What does God do? There's bread and there's wine. And how do we know that it's his body and blood? He speaks. When God wanted the world to be formed, God said it and it was so. When God wanted to be bread and wine, when God wanted bread and wine to be body and blood, God had more of a right to have his body and his blood be bread and wine than bread and wine actually had to be bread and wine. God said it. And it was so. This is my body given for you. And it was so. This is my blood shed for you. And it was so. When God wanted things to happen, God speaks it. So today, when we have part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus says that there is to be salt in the world and light in the world, who is God talking to? Us. The disciples are, have come near on the Sermon on the Mount. The crowd has gathered around the mountain to hear him. But just like the gospel and every other time and place, those who are gathered and hear it are the ones that God is speaking to in that moment. When God wants there to be salt in the world, when God wants there to be light in the world, God speaks it. And we are called. We are called to be the salt in the world that gives the flavor of God in ways that none other can. We are called to be light in the world where darkness that will always be here surrounds us. 
We are called to be the things that seem more godly, that seem bright, that seem good, that seem true. You. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light. You feel up to it? How many feel like you can accomplish that today? I always hope for at least one. I always hope for at least one. By the grace of God, yes. And by the grace of God, probably not. Why? Why do you... We're human. We're human, yeah. But there's a big range in humanity, right? Tonight, some of us will watch people play football that I can't ever do that, but someone can. So is there not one of us who can be salt? No, no. Is there not one of us who can be light? God's grace? Yeah. That's the bridge, right? Yes. Yes. God helps us. Exactly. In the moments when we know that there needs to be light, we have no idea what we're doing, which I feel like a lot of the time, God is there bringing us grace and ability, and even in the midst of our failures, bringing light. When we are called to bring godliness and the taste of godliness into this world, and we feel like we can do nothing but be ungodly day after day and week after week, God and God's grace and God's help gives us the ability to do that. While it is true and right that God and God's grace has saved us, has given us wonderful, unmerited love before we even ask. We are still the salt and we are still the light. Four. When God wants to make us salt and light, not when God calls us, But when God wants to make us salt and light, when we have no idea of how to do those things, when God wants to transform us into salt and light, when we have no idea how to be those things, what does God do? Speak. God says it, and it is so. In those moments when we have no idea how to be salt and light. And I don't know about you, but the more I read the news and the more I watch the television, the less I feel like I am being the salt and light that I need to be in the world. And I just don't know how to do it. The more we feel like that, the more we come back to the text today and we hear it. God creating salt and light where there wasn't any before in the least likely of places, here and here. You already are the salt of the earth. And you already, how you feel right now, how you work right now, how you are right now, are the light of the world. There is grace in how God works and not waiting for us to be perfect. And there's grace in how God works and bringing us along day after day. 
Have no doubt that when I see you and when I hear people talk about you as a congregation, as a people, as a community, I hear things about light and I hear things about salt, whether you feel like you're being it or not. And have no doubt that when you see the things on television and you read the things in the paper that call for salt and light, it's talking about you. You are the salt. And you are the light. Back at question two. We'll hear today, God become bread and wine, body and blood once more. In the midst of these things, in the midst of the way that we try to be salt and light, in the midst of, in the, midst of the ways that we are made salt and light, in the midst of grace, in the midst of help, God will come down to our table without our deserving. And God will split God's self and pour God's self and say, this is my body given for you. And this is my blood shed for you. And when God speaks, we will know it to be so. Thanks be to God for the calling to be salt and light because the world desperately needs it. And thanks be to God for the grace to make us into salt and light. For from the very time of creation into the very time of the cross and into now, God has said it and made it so. You are salt. You are light. You are loved. Amen. Amen.